hey, hey, everybody. This is Casey Lacey with the Random Horror Show. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, I just started up a little late on um, on our today's podcast. Um, thank y'all for listening. You have cheap, cheap, and tasteless and tacky listening of podcasts and what the random show is about is we're commentating and chit-chatting about horror fantasy science fiction cult classics the obscure in books television and movies i am your host casey lacy how you guys doing it was hot as hell in texas since last week we had all of that shit storm that happened that blizzard um there's still people that's out with power there's people still having skyrocketed ass bills and shit um a lot of like crazy ass confusion people are still um needing things um homes you know there's some homes that are um uninhabitable because of the uh, winter storm that happened and um been reading up there's a lot of uh people that's been coming out to help um beyonce matt mcconaughey um a whole bunch of other people that's been coming out that are um are you know that live in texas or they've been born in texas so like you know we're hooray for them and shit you know what i'm saying because you know unlike somebody eddie munster um ted cruz (laughs) have been doing photo ops giving people out water whatever so i also like that uh there was a uh there's a country singer she's from east texas i don't know what town um shit i forgot i forgot the girl name but shout out to her you know you know from east texas and everything she created a shirt that says cruising for a bruise and i was like damn and one thing about us that live in east texas yes we rule yes we live in i call it the iron pine curtain um it's <laughs> it's kind of like a, a step back you know the time warp a little bit around here but you know there's some of us there's like in 2021 there's some people that's still back in 80 something 90 something trust me and some of them are still stuck in 2000 but trust me but one thing that like a lot of us in east texas is that we do speak our mind uh we smell bullshit we smell bullshit uh we're gonna call it out and that was hilarious of her to like make that shirt but you know what she's helping out too and um for those texans and stuff like beyonce the country singer matt mcconaughey um there's others out there um you know thank you very much um you know y'all not sitting there photo opping like somebody else but you know i'm saying just somebody's just doing it just to try to get everybody on their side you know what i'm saying actually he's been losing a lot of steam but i don't want to go into that i digress from that right there anyways i am still going on with our podcast session or of horror movies that star black people that actually survived uh last week we did um raw digger with 13 ghosts she was the only um black female survivor other with um tony shalhoub and elizabeth shannon that was um in that really underrated pretty good ass horror movie 13 ghosts she was the sole black survivor um in the movie 
and like i said um horror movies have not been very kind to black people period um even though we love them we watch them and stuff but somehow the way how people write horror movies especially with black people that are in it um they just (laughs) they're just like fuck it um and of course as we know if you ever watch like any of the history periods of like any slasher um psychological horror all of that um all in between even some fantasy movies even some science fiction movies that um you always had the you know you always had that one black character that you rooting for you just like yeah they're gonna make it then they get killed in the middle killed killed almost the end they get killed in the beginning like 15 minutes of the movie it was like my running joke actually has a lot of people's running joke oh there's a black person in the horror movie you know they're gonna get killed in the first 15 minutes of the movie okay first 15 minutes okay okay you're like on pins and needles and you're just like you know you're you're holding your butthole you know so super tight because you want that person you know you like that character to like survive in a horror movie because if it was like i mean if you think about it like black people have been surviving a horror movie called life for i don't know how long but um but yeah you're holding you clenching your butthole and stuff like that and then they get killed you're like great you know you're just like fuck it i just watched the rest of this movie because they just got killed but um speaking on that um actually i did a little bit of research and i should have known this myself is that like night of the demons which came out in 88 and i um, watched night of the demons i was about around 12 um I was brave enough to like, okay, I'm finna rip this movie. And we also gonna be um talking about that too. Um, the guy that played in Night of the Demons, of course, like if y'all know who Lionel Quigley is, she is like the scream queen horror movie chick um in the eighties and the nineties. Um, of course she was like really, really pretty and stuff. Always liked the Lionel Quigley. Um even like in b-horror movies i think we need to start bringing back a lot of like b-horror movies and some a-list horror movies like um i like hereditary i like midsummer oh my god midsummer was so hilarious to me but it was like creepy as hell too but um i think we lost like that magic with like a lot of horror movies and stuff especially i mean yeah there was like some that were just like we're just gonna take like it to like the freaking we just gonna like take this movie franchise and we just gonna run it into the ground like they did with hellraiser uh they did that with a couple of of movies like that since they were like really really big i know they um started to do that with um nightmare on elm street you know freddie was like the scary scary figure and then all of a sudden he just started turning comedic i mean but i did like how they did freddy but the one thing they did not do with uh jason is that they turned him like into some kind of comic relief because first of all jason didn't speak but uh with night of the demons they had night of the demons the first one and then night of the demons too well the guy he survived in that and i forgot all about that and like i said i'm gonna be talking about that too in um an up- upcoming podcast like i said we're gonna do the continuation of this um you know but we are going to be chatting about get out and we also going to be chatting about dr sleep um two of the uh characters that are black characters in both movies uh have survived 
so there it is and we're gonna be chit-chatting in a little bit whenever i light this up right here it's one thing i noticed by like whenever you're doing a podcast you can eat you can light something up (laughs) you can light something up and talk about it but um we'd get out um it's a movie um jordan peele this is like his first um horror movie and i liked how he presented this horror thriller movie of this young man you know he's going out with a white girl and you know unbeknownst to him that he was just actually a ploy to be on this market where the girl and her family and of course of uh, there's people like in this part of the society that they were in that took black people um got them drugged them uh took them to their house and they did like this brain kind of crazy body transplant because they want to live forever and um the elements that um jordan peele wove into it is that like there are times um even sometimes myself i'm not saying like oh white people scare me you know like that i mean i grew up in uh you know a pretty like good uh structure of you know a small town where just everybody also went to like pretty much all white school um country 1a you know ffa all that you know back then we call them shit kickers um that type of school so it really wasn't like you know like oh my god you know it was just school I mean, yeah, we had, like, back in the day, we had, like, our, you know, bullshit differences and stuff. Oh, my gosh, I remember some of those fights and shit. But it was, like, hilarious because even though it was a small uh, group of us black people that went there, it was the white kids that did all the fighting and shit. I was just like, damn! Even the white girls and stuff, they were just like you know nucking bucking and stuff i mean of course you know you had them like talking shit cussing each other out unseen hair being pulled everything which way oh my gosh i was like god dang you know we were just like oh god we're angels but enough of that right there i just went off on a tangent but um i liked how like jordan um did that movie is where um especially the sunken place i liked how um the symbolisms that was used in it you know were um i think it was the father that that got killed with the uh the head of a deer and of course you know if anybody know the history of like slavery and stuff like that they used to call uh black men back then the buck would call the buck slave you know the buck slave was the one that was the buxom the the strongest and everything and what they did is that they made like the male the black male the buck to breed with the um black uh, females as to produce stronger um better um children even though they wasn't married or anything like breeding dogs and stuff um to produce more slaves very 
you know, dehumanizing. It is. It's dehumanizing and it's um, atrocious. But the symbolisms of, like, that, and, of course, like, whenever they was trying to get him back into the sunken place, or try to get him into the sunken place, he stuffed um, cotton in his ear. And, of course, that's a symbolism of, like, all of the cotton fields that, uh, you know, the slaves um, had to go out and pick all the cotton. You know, there's, like, you know, we had, like, those that were, like, down in the Caribbean that, like, did sugar cane there was also sugar cane plantations around here uh, in various parts uh, where sugar cane can grow uh, sorghum things like that um, I, I like how he used a lot of those right near um, Catherine Keener's um, character of like her being the soft and the the more feminine and more gentle uh, white lady, you know, but she was like, she, you don't know what the fuck I got. So she was very, very uh, well versed in psychology and hypnotism, and that's how she hypnotized the um, unsuspecting um, people that her daughter brought home. Uh, we know that like two of the people that she's brought in the past, her grandparents are them, Georgina, which is was the. Um, you know, the maid was actually her grandma, uh, the guy that was out there, you know, uh, doing all the handiwork, that was the grandfather, because he did that right, boy, that damn run tickled the hell out of me, god dang, <laughs> that run, like, like, baby, just crack a laughing. but you also, like, had, like, homeboy's friend, he worked with TSA, he was like the real freaking ass hero in this movie because he was just literally like something is wrong my friend is not on his phone i've been calling him this is some strange shit you know um he was like i'm gonna be like you know like a pi on this stuff i'm like damn like for a tsa agent and stuff to be like this damn pi i mean you could tell this dude was doing his job as a psa (laughs) the the tsa not the psa the tsa uh eight you know like employee you know at the um airport because you know he's he sees shit you know day to day you know on his job is the tsa people sneaking stuff in you know doing dumb shit and um I, I like the ending of it because um, it was very, very scary because, uh, you know, after he has gotten out of the house, um, he has killed the parents, killed the brother. God damn, that brother was so hard to fucking kill. I'm telling you, shit. And, you know, here comes the girlfriend and, you know, he shoots her ass and stuff because, you know, now he's like, damn, this bitch, you know, like you have been fucking with me. And that, and think about it. That's like emotionally crippling because you think this chick is like, um, you know, like with you of who you are and everything and stuff like that. And then, you know, come to find out this is like this nefarious plan to get you to the house cut your brain out and there's like steven root with his blind ass by the way steven root he played um on office space as the stapler guy and shit yo steven root is not a bad looking ass motherfucker though like don't let that shit like fuck you off but steven root is a really really great actor and stuff and he's quite handsome too to be to, to say that 
and um you know being you know through all this it's like the emotional and the psychological and also the uh, violence and the um fear and the physical and the physicalness of this right here like it's just embodied like all in this um movie and it's funny at times too it really is but it's just people think like oh it's not scary because it's like you know they may think like there's some type of monster supposed to be jumping out or whatever but it's not it's not a monster that's just going to be jumping out or some monster that's coming out from you know the undead or like freddy krueger or like jason or anybody that you think of it's actually the people you know people can be monsters people regular ass people like me and you and everybody else that looks like us and shit like that can be monsters and when I was a little girl I mean I seen some shit too and when I was a little girl I was like oh wow humans can actually be monsters and that right there is when he um you know there's two alternative versions of the movie but when he just you know seen the lights and he was just like oh my gosh I'm gonna be in trouble because I burnt down this white family's home I killed like my girlfriend my ex-girlfriend to be exact because she has like tricked me into thinking that I'm gonna have like a great time meeting her parents but it's just this nefarious plan to get my body and possess me and shit like property and you know and then it's his friend and it's just like whoa and that what i was telling you earlier that was the butt clincher that all of us who watch horror movies psychological movies thriller movies fantasy movies that has black characters in it that is the butt clincher that we have been waiting to exhale yeah we're gonna go with that like we have exhale hell hell hey shoo shoo yeah i'm I'm channeling some whitney houston right there that right there is really i i released my butthole from that i released my butthole because i was just so tensed up just watching this movie and i enjoyed every bit of it and yes i was one of them skeptical ass people because i'm like yo this is jordan pill he did like key and pill um i call king and pill like a bootleg dave Chappelle show there was a few sketches that i liked you know and everything but it wasn't like my cup of tea because you know i'm just with the, the original goat dave Chappelle. um but i actually like both of them when they did different things um i know keegan he was on reno 911 and uh, oh my god he was so hilarious on reno 911 but um when Jordan Peele, he actually surprised me with this uh, movie. Um, it was just drop dead. Oh my gosh, what the hell? This dude has really, 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 really made an almost masterpiece. And the black dude, the black man, <laughs> survived in this movie. It, I, I, I could, I couldn't do nothing but cheer because. But then it was, it was a very horror psychological thriller like roller coaster ride of a movie and I love Get Out 
and the second one I'm going to be um talking about is we're already done with get out is Dr. Sleep and Dr. Sleep is the continuation of Danny Torrance uh we know Danny Torrance and his mother have survived the Overlook Hotel in Denver not Denver I'm sorry I'm so crazy I'm thinking about Denver I don't know I I used to live in Denver but it was a short period of time but I was like a little bitty kid but in Colorado um The Shining was one of those movies that um, I watched as a little girl. And, of course, the whole scene, here's Johnny, where he's chopping the the door. And Shelley Duvall, which she's, um, you know, born and raised in Texas, Shelley Duvall, um, screaming in horror of your husband chopping down a damn door with an axe, telling me, here's Johnny, he's getting ready to kill you. And so that, like, really was, like, people had, like, a problem with Stanley Kubrick on that movie and stuff like that. Like, uh, I'm like, yeah, but Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick did his best damn job of, like, adapting one of Stephen King novels and where it has became, like, I think for me, like, in my opinion, that was one of the best Stephen King novels that Stanley Kubrick has done even though uh, Stephen King did not like the way how he did things but it actually made people pay attention to Stephen King's novels as as we know there have been some bombs of people who took an adaptation of Stephen King's novels and it was just like straight up pure trash and I know Stephen King, he does a lot of his um, cameos in his movies, too. He really does. Um, by the way, you know, I'm going to um, press pause and ignore that little tweet that Stephen King said, especially about what we went through down here in Texas. Um, I'm going to pause on his ass for a moment. But what I'm going to do is concentrate on what we're talking about. Of course, um, like I said, back to uh, The Shining um, it was one of those movies that, like, really, uh, just, like, oh my gosh, you know, schizophrenia, uh, um, you know, mental illness, um, you, you have the paranoia in there, the paranormal, excuse me, and you also have where you talked about telekinesis, as we know that Carrie was one of his, um, other novels that, uh, talked and dealt with, um, telekinesis, which was Carrie, um, the main character, um, having that, and so you know we know Danny is like this beacon of light of like having a shining and stuff um we know that the guy he got killed I hate that I was like god dang that's another thing right there that another black person that got killed and of course like I started to like you know what fuck it I just don't have no hope for humanity for black people getting killed in movies and shit until we start seeing a small bit of that you know I'm like oh god cool and um so in Dr. Sleep, um, this is the continuation of Danny Torrance. Danny Torrance is an alcoholic, you know, and we find out there is Rose the Hat that is looking for the steam and what the, uh, Danny Torrance and, um, those who were, um, have like the shining just like him, some shine bright, some shine, don't shine so much and everything else. Um, during that time, whenever, um, they escaped from the Overlook Hotel, um, 
you know, Danny and his mom, they were, um, you know, kind of like on his run and like in hiding because Danny somehow felt that there were people after him. And there were, and there were, and there are people that were after young children that have like, you know, they were fresh, you know, fresh meat, you know, um, like a, like a fresh deer. And these people, they actually do have the, the, the telekinesis, the shine and things like that, but there are more of like evil, you know? So you, you know, in the beginning you see that Rose the Hat tricked the little girl that got her shine and they feed off of the shine um Danny has been high I I don't know how Danny's mom did it you know gosh going through for what happened at the Overlook Hotel and then of course Jack Torrance like freezing death and everything up there um to just put that stuff behind it's a lot especially on both of them really and so um you know we see that uh Danny is talking to his mentor that was like letting him know like hey you know I forgot the dude's name but um um Carl gosh I forgot his name he's like named Carl Lumley he used to be yes Carl Lumley is in this one right here and Carl Lumley uh used to be the mantis if anybody remember the 90s lineup on Fox um, it usually shows on Fridays and Saturdays, but mostly on Fridays, um, you had the flash and then you had, um, the mantis and Carl Lumley played the mantis. That was like really cool. Cause when I seen Carl, I was like, Oh, there's the mantis. That's what went in my, I was like, Oh my gosh, the mantis is like in Dr. Sleep. So, um, with all this going on, how, you know, you have these people that actually have shine, but they're evil and they always look out for like people that kind of have that shine but they also have like talents and stuff but they um turn them they you know they have like this little ritual where they drink the uh the the shine you know the shine the you know and everything and um you know it kills them they die and then they come and they reborn back into their little society thing it was like more of them now they're like dying off because there's not enough steam that's what I meant to say steam for them to like go around because they've just been sucking it up like damn parasites and so like we have a which um been in contact with Danny after um he left some bullshit and it sucked for him he didn't know where to go he was just pretty much just dead ass on his luck um, he had a friend that found him. Um, they gave him a room. He'd been clean and stuff because he felt, you know, was all this shit going on for him just to have the shining. He faced a lot of, of difficulties and stuff in how to control his shine. Um, he kept it dim so long. Um, of course, he, um, the, the ghost uh, Overlook was trying to find him. Um, his good old mentor, you know, gave him a box, let him know, like, hey, you can trap him in this box and stuff. And that's what he's been doing. And so after his mother died, I mean, he just felt so alone and stuff. I mean, how, how can you tell somebody that you have like this power and they gonna think you're crazy? And so he goes into the life of drinking like his father and everything else. Um, you know, just, just, just fuck, just fuck responsibilities. Fuck me. You know, if I die, I die. You know, that's how you felt. But he uh, found redemption, you know, in, in building himself back up, you know, 
Um, he, you know, he's been like a pen pal to Abba. Abba um, is a very is young at this time. She started contacting him. They started like pen pal and writing, you know, hey and hi and all that stuff. Till Abba got to be like 13 years old, 13, 14 years old. She finds him. Um, she skips school. They, um, you know, they chit chat. And of course, he's like, you know, in this day and age, you're a grown man talking to a little 13 year old girl that does not look good. And but she knew that he had the shining. And the one thing that, um, you know, he did, they call him Dr. Sleep, is that he worked um, at a nursing home, a hospice, and he comforted people before they you know, before they left and died and everything. And, um, to them, it, he was like a breath of fresh air because they were so scared to let go. And, and of course there's like, like the cute little white cat right there. I always love cats. Cats are like, kind of like the gateway to like life and death as it is anyways. I mean, of course they were worshiping Egypt and, um, you know, he found like a type of like purpose and a solace in that, um, I know that he didn't want Abba to be in danger because now he knows there's people that are after her and after they were, you know, after kids that had the shining, which they, you know, kill them and get the steam out to like feed. And so, um, you know, and it all goes back, you know, goes back where it started from. You know, it was back at the Overlook Hotel. Um, sadly, you know, Abba's parents, you know, got killed by them. Um, you know, it was very devastating. And that's what, um, you know, uh, Doc, you know, Doc, you know, Danny's um, mentor, he told him that, like, one day he is going to, like, teach somebody else to, like, control their shine and things like that because that that was one of the things that Danny was really running away is that he was running from responsibilities and he was so afraid of what he had and he was very powerful that he just did not feel that like okay if there's somebody that has that and you know he told Abba you know at their first meet that like you know keep your head down I don't you know you know you don't need to be doing all this you don't need to be investigating because it's too dangerous and Abba and but Abba was very smart because she she went to an adult that know exactly what who she is and what she can do and everything else and the same thing vice versa with Danny and that's the reason why she went to him because she knew that like I don't want to feel alone in this because I know there's other people that's like that like me and you seem the only one that understands who I am and what I have but they fought out Rose the Hat and all her little cohorts and shit like that you know what I'm saying god dang the dude that was Danny's friend that first helped him out and stuff he gets killed I'm like no I'm like fuck no 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 why you gotta kill him off man like I mean even though he ain't black and shit like that I mean he's a nice looking ass dude and stuff but I was like man why you gotta why you gotta kill a brown man? Why you gonna kill the brown man? <laughs> I was like, man, come on. But 
that right there I was just like this is such a really good movie and I know like it wasn't really like reciprocated a lot because there was like a like people that didn't either read the novel or understood like the uh you know the story like all behind of like that and everything so it wasn't like really well received I believe the visuals were very very extremely effective I mean even I loved it when Rose the Hat like you know traveled you know with her mind oh my god that was like so badass I loved it how Abba like just sit there and look through her window and she's seen Rose the Hat at the grocery store and just knocked her ass like flew like like that bitch said Superman that hoe like about six feet you know because Rose was like I'm finna touch this chick and you know oh that was like so creepy right there but I love how Abba was so smart to to outwit the um part where they kidnapped her and she outwitted the fuck out of him Abba was a straight smart ass little girl man seriously though she was very 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 smart and um she is like was one of the like I said like I said she is a sole survivor of like being black and a little girl too because you know these motherfuckers was like trying to get her because she was the whale you know you had that that you know uh, one of the guys he was like Rose you you know you're you're looking around and searching like you know the big whale on Moby Dick and she was like yes I actually like she was like so patient to like find Abba and and I like how the Moby Dick reference in it you know because she was searching for that big big payoff but that she got but Rose got so arrogant about it that like she didn't realize that she Abba had another person that was strong just like her which was Danny Torrance and for them to both work together like that in defeating you know Rose and her and her uh and a hookie do crew and everything you know stealing little kids um steam and their you know and their shine and stuff they met their they met their match and I liked how you know you had Danny going all through this darkness and he had to and he pulled himself out of that darkness into light and Danny could have been one of the people he could have joined him I mean because he was when he was in that darkness he they could have reached out to him and got him even with Abba, even Abba being so damn powerful because the guy was like, well, why don't we turn her? She was like, no, that's that arrogant shit right there. That's what fucking that got uh, uh, Rose ass um, dead is because her ass was too fucking arrogant. No, we're going to turn. We're going to like we're going to draw all the damn steam out of her ass and we're going to live forever, you know, but it got the best of her. But that right there concludes uh, this cheaply talked about podcast of the Random Horror Show. We had half of it is Get Out and half of it is Dr. Sleep. Uh, And our our main topic that we have talked about is 
black people surviving horror movies and um next week we're going to be chit-chatting about night of the demons oh my gosh i have like so many memories of night of the demons and stuff and of course it has a soul survivor that's a black person in it um i'm just going to be looking for like some more movies and stuff you know that has like black horror survivors or uh you know and everything else um i'm gonna be probably gonna be touching base a, uh, a lot with um you know um some science fiction like star trek and everything because i'm a big trekkie and so we're gonna be like going on with that right there too and so that is it ladies and gentlemen like i said you have great cheap crummy taste in like podcasting in horror science fiction <laughs> cult classics the obscure in television movies and books and i am your host casey lacy and y'all take care and y'all have a good one thanks